find out what's making you sick and how to heal. Anthony William is the medical medium. Hello, I'm Anthony William. You're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show, where each week I talk about the most advanced healing information and secrets about health, much of which is not found anywhere else and is decades ahead of what's out there now, who has 10 or 20, 30 years to wait for answers to illnesses, symptoms, conditions, the whole bit. We explore and talk about all the truth every single day. So that's what we do here. This is the only show out there, the only show out there that's not repackaged or recycled theory made to sound like new information. The information here doesn't come from interest groups with medical funding, strings attached, botched research, you know, the thumb on the scale lobbyists, medical lobbyists, internal kickbacks, persuaded belief systems, private panels and influencers, health field payoffs or trendy traps in both alternative and conventional medicine. Also alternative medicine. That's all the junk science out there that gets in the way of everything. And so we don't do any of that. The information on the show is pure and unclean, untampered with, pure from a source that came to me as since I was age four. And so this is an important show today. We're talking about wild berries. I had to do a show just on wild berries. <clears throat> I'm really big into the wild berries. Big, 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 big into wild berries. And when I was a child... I would go looking for wild berries, and Spirit would tell me which ones I could eat, which ones I couldn't eat. Now, I know that you're not going to have that with you, okay? You're going to have your intuition on what berries to pick in the wild. You're going to have whatever knowledge, too, that you've researched or looked up, but you're not going to have Spirit giving you that whole thing where, yes, you can eat this. <laughs> no, you can eat. no, you can't eat that. You're not going to have that. I haven't met anybody yet in my journeys that actually has a voice that tells them right point blank in perfect real time, loud as if somebody was talking to him from the outside of the body, like the, the gift that was given to me, saying, you can't eat that berry. That one will kill you in the woods. That one will. <laughs> but you can eat that one. No one else has that ability. Um, I do. And I'm saying that to protect you. So don't go out in the woods and let your intuition accidentally lead you to picking some red, crazy wild berry that's from a plant that's highly toxic with dangerous alkaloids and you end up getting sick. So don't do that. But, but, in, but overall, I want you to learn about wild berries. If you know somebody in your village that actually knows about, you know, you know, bilberries and gooseberries and red currants and, you know, salmon berries and thimbleberries and uh, lingonberries and huckleberries and not any dangerous ones that are creepy on some weird shrub. So, and a shrub that's highly toxic that not even the animals eat. Not even the animals eat. Not even the birds eat. So just, you know, so there could be an herbalist, you know, you could maybe, maybe you're an herbalist yourself. Maybe you're some of the herbalists tend to know more about the edible berries. They spend a lot of time in the field. They spend a lot of time looking in books. Um, but today's a fun show. And you know what happened is that when I was a child, I'd go into the woods and say, well, what berry is this? Spirit would tell me and then say, I, I could eat it and I'd eat it. And it was an amazing thing because... Um, you know, they're, they're, the spirit always knew, and spirit knew that I wasn't going to be allergic to poison ivy, too. So spirit knew that. So, so I could just, I could roll around in a poison ivy patch. I could roll around in a poison ivy patch, and I knew that I wasn't going to get poison ivy or poison oak. So, um, so, and, and, you know, and I said to spirit, what would happen if I got poison ivy or poison oak? Spirit said, well, we would use this root. 
you know, in the woods to actually, you know, to, to put on it. So it was an amazing experience with spirit. And, and it's my favorite time, my favorite time in my life. My favorite, um, it's, you know, that part was the fun part of the gift I was given to, to me to give to everybody else. And so look, you have wild berries somewhere in your neck of the woods. You could buy them. If you don't, you live in the city, there's no wild berries, um, in a parking lot. You gotta be careful. Who knows what can grow? It could be good, could be bad. And, you know, you know, when you're in the city, there, there are shrubs in, on the corners of parking lots and, and, and everything like that. And it could could p- possess a berry. <laughs> so you got to look out. But the bottom line is, is that you could still buy some wild berries, still buy some wild berry powders, too. I think, you know, like a good wild blueberry powder or something like that. Um, I know Vimergy has one. So there's like... There's, there's ways of getting things if you're in the city or you're away. You can go to the freezer section and you can get wild blueberries in the freezer section in a lot of stores and in the U.S. for sure. And, and, and um, you know, overseas, I think. And, and if not, there's also ways of getting, you know, other, other wild berries in other ways. There's different kind of berries in different parts of the world. They're called different things. And everybody has different berries all over the world and, and, and everything. So they are there. And we're going to go into why they're so important. So we're going to do that in a minute too. So um, so I want to do that. But I was, just, I was just stressing the fact, I was just pressing about how, you know, you can go in the woods. You might get excited after the show and run off into the woods and be like, I'm just going to grab a berry. Don't do that unless you know what you're grabbing. Unless you know what you're grabbing, blackberries are really easy to identify. Um, uh, they're they're more easier than you got the wild raspberries and black raspberries, and those are easier to identify. You know, when I'm traveling in a car and going to rest stops at certain time of the year, you know, off the highways, and you go to rest stops. I mean, I've been able to find wild black raspberries, wild blackberries, wild raspberries. Um, just, just, it, just in in droves and in abundance at a perfect time of the year at rest stops. You got to worry about somebody peeing on it or something like that. So you have to hope that you get, or somebody, or some, you know, some some drunk person getting out of a car and and puking in some area in the rest stop or something. And you're like, ooh, look at these berries. You got to be careful. But the point is, is that I've been able to go to rest stops and. You know, go into the edge of the woods <laughs> and, you know, and always be careful when you're walking in the woods, depending on what part of the country you're in. It could be a viper or something. You just got to be careful. But always, you know, walk into the woods and actually right on the edge and, and be literally pulling off piles of blackberries and and raspberries and black raspberries and just filling up my baseball cap with it. I'd take my baseball cap off my head and just be like, oh my God. And it'd be filling up my baseball cap. My whole, my baseball cap would be soaked purple. It'd be soaked purple and red <laughs> and purple and red. And I would, and I would just be gobbling them down. Like it was like heaven. It was like, oh my God, like this is unbelievable. And, you know, so, you know, they're out there and here's, here, okay, okay, here's, here's the point I want to make. You may not have access to a rest stop that happened to have wild berries at the time, at the right time of year, like I I had access to. You may not. But if you ever had access to a wild berry that you picked one day, five years ago, 10 years ago, 
the elevated biotics, the microorganisms on those berries supersede any probiotic there is in existence, whether it's whether it's soil-borne microorganisms, lab-borne microorganisms, any kind of probiotic in a pill, capsule, raw, non-raw, whatever it is out there. Nothing, nothing can touch an elevated biotic undiscovered by research and science microorganisms on a wild berry as it's growing. And this is the only microorganism that bypasses, and I repeat, bypasses your hydrochloric acid. I repeat, by, I also add, bypasses your bile, your bile salts, okay, and your duodenum and small intestinal tract, okay? And gets down into the gut deep, far enough, all the way to the ileum, all the way to this little piece of intestinal tract, the ileum. These elevated biotics from wild berries settle in the ileum, and they're the things that keep us truly alive. Truly alive. You can't get this in a probiotic. I see commercials on television. I know I'm not supposed to be watching television. And every now and then I end up watching it for some reason or another, whether I'm over at the family's house or whatever it is. And I see um, I, I see a commercial, and it's a probiotic commercial. Oh, my doctor, you know, says this one's best, uh, blah, 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 and hoo, ha, ha, and ho, ho, ho. And let me tell you something. The, the, yeah, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous compared to what this does. You can eat a wild berry 10 years ago. And you still have an elevated biotic microorganism that's sitting in the ileum of your gut, sitting in there. And what is it doing? Why is it important? It's the microorganism that truly helps you methylate and create B12. Like truly create it yourself to keep it so that when you even take B12, like the B12 I always recommend, the adenosylcobalamin variety. When you, when you actually take that B12 or any B12, say you took a crappy B12 from some crappy supplement company or for, for some, you know, some hyped up trendy uh, whatever supplement and it had B12 in it and it wouldn't even remotely work unless you had at least some of the microorganisms in your ileum, in your small intestinal tract that actually use, that produce B12 so that when you even take B12, it literally creates a bioactive measure. Like it turns, it bioactively turns that B12 you took on, literally turns it on like clicking a switch. And that's just not all what these microorganisms do. That's not even all. They do so much more than that. I'm just giving you a tidbit about what they do. And that's off of a wild berry. You picked 20 years ago 20 years ago think about that how incredible is that and research science doesn't even know any of this this just doesn't even know that's just whatever whatever don't even look into that you're not even going to find anything and so but this is and this is what i've been taught from spirit you know just right just eight nine years old in the woods and picking berries i was told that information about the elevated biotic when i was eight years old eight years old that was a long time ago. I'm not trying to date myself or age, you know, or make myself older than I am. That was a long time ago. And so, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really important to know. So <clears throat> wherever you are, whatever country, whatever, wherever you are in the world, a wild berry could be around. I know mulberries grow everywhere. I've been at rest stops and the mulberries were like, they were like coming out. They weren't ripe yet, but they were coming out on the mulberry trees. And it's incredible because it's a tree that has a berry. So it's a tree that has a berry. An amazing, amazing tree. <clears throat> the mulberry tree, the roots go so deep into the ground. They go so deep into the ground that they, that the, the mulberries are so loaded with, with nutrients. And we're going to cover some of those nutrients that all these berries have. So what happens is that, you know, I would see the rest stops. I would see all the mulberries coming out and be like, whoa, I'm coming back here. So I would come back on my travels at the right time and they would be falling off the trees thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of mulberries juicy and 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 purplish black and they just and white mulberries falling off of trees and i would just like take a bucket i'd have a bucket in the car i'd take a bucket i'd fill up a bucket of mulberries that's what i would do take them home and i would put them in the freezer i'd put them in the freezer Berries are remarkable because they're one of those fruits that can be frozen and they only get better. How is that possible? Well, the wild blueberry especially. The wild blueberry is a miracle all in its own, the wild blueberry, when you pick it and eat it or eat it fresh. When you freeze it, it only gets better. I don't mean tasting. It tastes just as good, I guess. Depending on who's who's and what's palate and whatever's in, you know, whatever about anybody's opinion is. That's not it. When it's frozen, its antioxidants even, even become more potent. More potent. That's what's amazing about that. And with most berries, they all have that kind of ability. So I would freeze the mulberries. And I've grown. I've grown mulberries. I've grown everything. I've grown everything. I've grown blueberries. I've had wild blueberries. You name it. All of it. And it, it, you know, and if you can't get a wild berry and you want to grow a berry, you want to grow a strawberry. Wild strawberries, they're so cute. They're the little tiny little strawberries. You could find them. I eat wild strawberries every year. You know, you got to pick them. And, you know, chances are bunny rabbits got to them before you get to them. But when you even get a handful of them, this tiny little handful of wild strawberries, it's like this. It's, they're, so, they're so nutrient dense. And they're so delicious. They're so sweet. It's like it does something to the brain. In fact, it's an incredible brain food. We're going to talk about why, too, about why it's an incredible brain food. Um, really important. It has a lot to do with toxic heavy metals, the very thing that inhabits our brains and rots them out and eats and rots our brains out. So we have, you know, we get so many problems, so many problems. They talk about depression, anxiety, everything else under the sun, and it feeds feeds viruses, the heavy metals, and everything in the in and these wild berries you want to have, so you can actually get rid of those toxic heavy metals out of your body. So anyway, I picked wild strawberries. So whatever you're doing, whatever you find, and here's interesting: if you grow something that's not wild. Like you grow a regular bush blueberry, a high bush blueberry or something, not a low bush wild. You blow, you, you, you grow, sorry, there's high bush wild blueberries too. So don't get me in different parts of the country, in different parts of the world. In Europe, there's high bush blueberry, wild blueberries. But if you grow 
one that's not wild. It still has microorganisms on the blueberry when you pick it. So please plant, you know, plant hybrid, you know, varieties of blueberries. Please plant them and and do that. And and so get get blueberries at your nursery. Get raspberries. Get blackberry varieties. You can you can actually get black raspberries and plant them if you have any property to plant them on. If you if you're in a rental, you know, and you're going to be there for a couple of years, plant them. Definitely in a little little side area or in a pot or in pots, but I would do it. You know the trick about the pots is if you have rules where you are, like you're in a rental or anything like that. I've been like you know, in, in those situations, you've, 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 there's rules and stuff like that where you can't plant anything, but you can have a pot of something. I, you know what I would do, and I've done this, is I put holes at the bottom of the pot, bigger, big holes. You know, that's what I would do. I would have a friend or something help me like make bigger holes at the bottom of the pot somehow, whether they're big plastic pots or big whatever. So much so that you can plant something bigger in that pot, something that, you know, can grow and the roots go through the pot down into the earth. And then it tricks, it tricks everybody because you're, you're, you're it's in the pot, but you're able to grow it because the roots can really go somewhere and they're not going to just trapped in this little pot. That's one, that's one cool technique and you can grow like all kinds of things. The bottom line is one thing you could grow I mean, you can grow things. You can plant your own blackberries, your raspberries, and they'll have the microorganisms on it that I was talking about, the elevated biotics that nobody knows about that actually go to the ileum. And um, and these elevated biotics, they stop SIBO, which is strep. We talk about that in the SIBO show. It's actually strep, and nobody knows it's strep. Um, we talk about that. We And, and these mi- microorganisms, these elevated biotics, they stop, they stop strep which stops SIBO, they stop all kinds of acid reflux problems because of other problems in bacteria, they stop H. pylori. H. pylori can't thrive when you have enough elevated biotics in your ileum and other parts of your small intestinal tract. It can't survive H. pylori, just so you know. And that's the power of the berries. It's also the power of apples. Like an apple, you pick it in orchard or you get it at farmer's market. Farmer's market berries, that's that's awesome all on its own. Wild or not wild, you get the farmer's market and you get the berries. Any kind of berries, raspberries, blueberries, whatever, blackberries, they'll have all the microorganisms on there. It'll be on there. The elevated biotics will be on there. Those microorganisms are really powerful. And you can actually... Just eat a pint of those berries at the market, and it gets down to your elib. Now, here's the deal, though. The microorganism that grows on a wild berry, such as a wild blueberry or wild black raspberry or wild raspberry, much different. It's a different breed of elevated biotic, much stronger than just your regular farmer's markets, regular hybridized or just, you know, or, or farm-grown berries, much stronger and more powerful. So if you had one BlackBerry at a rest stop five years ago, it supersedes and still beats out the other microorganisms in just regular berries. That doesn't stop. That doesn't mean stop eating regular berries. You better eat those regular berries if you can at any given chance. They still offer awesome, awesome healing properties. 
I like really, they're incredible, so don't worry. But the wild blueberries and the wild blackberries, wild black raspberries, wild all the different wild berries that I'm talking about, the red currants, the salmonberry, the juneberry, thimbleberry, lingonberry, huckleberry, gooseberry, I think I said that already, bilberry, all, all the different ones, cranberries. Wild, they have this microorganism. So I just wanted to cover that in the show. So why eat a wild berry that's, you know, edible? Why eat an edible wild berry? One reason is they all have toxic heavy metal removal properties. That's one thing. The most powerful heavy metal removal system or built-in system is the wild blueberry. Now, that is the most powerful. The wild blueberry removes toxic heavy metals out of the brain like no other berry does or anything does. It also removes toxic heavy metals, mercury, lead, arsenic, cadmium, aluminum, whatever, copper. It moves the, removes those out of the liver too and out of other places of the body, okay? So that's the frozen wild blueberry you can get or a good wild blueberry powder or a wild blueberry you get in your neck of the woods, you know, all over the planet. But if you can't get that, that's okay because there's all these other wild blue, all these other wild berries I'm mentioning that have toxic heavy metal removal properties. That you know, so it harbors certain amino acids that are undiscovered by research and science. Now, bear, wild berries have so many amino acids that are undiscovered that they're not even on the amino acid lists. You, there's no list that has what's in there's it's not possible they haven't explored every single amino acid and 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 the amino acid with it the pigments too they haven't explored all the anti antioxidants that are in these pigments i mean that are that are all parts of the pigment of the the anthocyanins that are all parts of the berries they haven't explored or found enough information on those either discovered not to mention so many other aspects of the wild berries that they haven't explored either. So these things are treasure troves. Wild berries are treasure troves of power, of healing power. True treasure tro troves. So why is it important to get toxic heavy metals out of the body? Because they cause brain rot. Neurotransmitter prob problems, neurotransmitter chemicals die, neurotransmitter chemicals explode, neurochemical neurotransmitter chemicals get dirty from runoff from toxic heavy metals running out of cells and running through brain tissue, hampering neurons and neurotransmitter uh, chemicals so electrical impulses explode or die out or go into a different direction, and then people get brain fog, brain fog. Toxic heavy metals also feed viruses such as Epstein-Barr, responsible for dozens and dozens of autoimmune diseases, including Hashimoto's, RA, lupus, and so on, and just move on down the track, MS, you name it. So, and that, and, and so the Epstein-Barr likes to feed off of toxic heavy metals. You eat wild berries, and enough wild berries, you actually get rid of the toxic heavy metals out of the body, out of the brain, out of the liver, out of other tissue in the body that feed Epstein-Barr virus and other viruses. So it's a win-win. You can't lose. It's a win-win. You know what you're doing. You know where you're going. Then boom, you win. You know, it's, you know, that's the whole point. You have a direction and it's critical. So 
heavy metals they get they get um they attach through kind of a of a magnetic quality that occurs with with the phytochemical compounds the undiscovered phytochemical compounds in the wild blueberry and also all the other berries so they attach themselves to these heavy metals toxic heavy metals mercury and so forth and then carry them out of the body carry them out the heavy metal detox smoothie i always promote and talk about that spirit created that one there is critical because it gets heavy metals securely out on all different levels of the body the proper way so make sure you you know whatever berry you have you throw it into if you don't have the the frozen wild blueberry or the wild blueberry powder for your heavy metal detox smoothie then get the next wild berry you could find to put in that smoothie and if you can't find that then put the next non-wild berry whether it's raspberries or whether it's blackberries, I'd, I'd pick probably blackberries or a black raspberry. If you can't find a black raspberry, then a blackberry. Just get a blackberry. Even if it's just grown in a farm, you get the blackberry and you throw that in the smoothie. And then you get the rest of the heavy metal, you know, anti-heavy metal that are incredible. That'll help bind on and take, out, take it out of the body. And then that'll work in the smoothie. So I'm just giving you options if you don't have all the options. If you don't have all the resources, I'm giving you options. It's really important to know. So so the heavy metals, toxic heavy metals, you want to get that out of your brain. You want to get that out of your body. All that's important. That's just the bottom line. That's another one. You want the elevated biotics when you can. And I talked about that a little bit. And that's important. So we need to, we need to keep that in mind. Oxidation. And we talk about antioxidants. Um, antioxidants are in all fruits, but understand that antioxidants in berries are are very potent and powerful. There's a lot of incredible antibiotics. Sorry, a lot of incredible antioxidants. Almost said antibiotic, and a lot of incredible antioxidants. And in those, okay, in those, they have everything to do with oxidation and and stopping oxidation. That's the whole bit oxidant oxidation you know that's the whole point there so what happens in our body our cells die they oxidize you know why they oxidize from poisons and toxins poisons and toxins not even just free radicals that's just uh, whatever i mean we're talking i'm talking about tons and tons of see free radicals is really kind of a, a broad generalized um toxins that your body produces that's what the free radical thing is all about. The free radical thing doesn't cover real toxins, not just not just basic human toxins we produce. Free radical topic, that generalized free radical thing doesn't cover all the solvents, poisons, cleaners, detergents, um, you know, air fresheners, carpet chemicals, um, metals it doesn't cover all of the toxins and troublemakers the the list goes on and on and on medications pharmaceuticals new and old um a hereditary ddt pesticides herbicides fungicides larvicides rodenticides doesn't cover all that i mean this is above and beyond free radicals it's above and beyond free radicals so you have to understand that so so the berries have these antioxidants to fend you defend off and protect you from these oxidants because these are real oxidants real stuff this is real poison that's out there that's everywhere 
nanotechnology, heavy metals falling out of the sky, all kinds of stuff falling out of the sky, radioactive fallout, everything. It's, it's in our way and it's everywhere. It's not just exhaust fumes. That's a whole nother ballpark. It's not even just that. So you have to understand what you're dealing with and what you're up against. And so when you're up against all those different poisons and toxins and you know about it, what do they do? They oxidize. They damage tissue. They damage tissue. They damage all kinds of different things such as that. They damage cells, cell structures. They pop cells. They poison them. They pollute them. It oxidizes. These cells break down. These cells oxidize. And oxidizing means dying. That means part of our body is slowly aging or quickly aging or slowly dying or quickly dying in some random way along the, along the years. Parts of our body is subjected to that. That's what's happening. And if you have more oxidation and more cell damage and more cell deaths occurring than cell life you know, developing to replace it, you age faster and faster and faster and faster. So what food is important to stop that? Because nobody gauges that. Nobody says, oh, well, a pint of regular berries is good enough to, you know, protect you along with your high-fat, trendy, high-protein, animal-protein diet, um, get a pint of berries. Remember, no sugar, no carbs. Just get your pint of berries. It's low glycemic. Um, and then make sure chicken for lunch. Make sure grass-fed meat for dinner. Um, maybe some good eggs for breakfast. Get your pint of berries somewhere in the middle of it. It's not enough. It's not enough for a healthy, trendy diet. It's not even enough. Even if you're losing a little weight and feeling a little bit better because you got rid of processed food, it's not enough to stop internal aging, the very thing that kicks our butt. You know, when you're younger and you feel indestructible for a moment and all's good, you wouldn't believe what an extra five years of living longer could do when you're old and older. You wouldn't believe when you're 70 years old, how living to 76, what that would mean. You wouldn't believe if you're 90, living to 94, what that would mean. And then what constitutes losing those four years? What constitutes losing five years or six years? You wouldn't believe living to 60 when maybe you could have lived to be 70, 10 more years. No one can gauge it. No one can measure it. No one can weigh it. But it's in the mix somewhere. It's in the mix somewhere where how disease begins and from all the toxins we have in our body and viruses included that feed off the toxins and how disease grows and cancers grow and everything else. And, and that's how critical these antioxidants really are, these undiscovered antioxidants really are. That's how critical they are. It's unbelievable. So these different oxidants that stop oxidation, that stop our cells from dying and stop disease from happening are in fruit. They're in fruit, all fruits. 
They're in everything. They're in watermelon. They're in melons. They're in apples, peaches, plums, cherries, nectarines. They're in, um, am I forgetting anything? They're even in pineapple. They're in oranges. Did I forget that? Tangerines. They're in grapefruit. They're in uh, pomelos. If you're into, you know, exotic grapefruit, they're in, I mean, exotic uh, citrus. They're in everything fruit-based. They're in kiwis. They're in lemons. They're in limes. They're in... All fruit, papaya, mango, I forgot those, didn't I? And then, of course, all the berries. And I bet you I forgot some fruits. I bet you I did somewhere along the way in all of that. Plums. I forgot plums, I think. So there you go. <laughs> I forgot plums. And, you know, and so you have to understand these are the antioxidants. And if you only have one apple, a green apple, because you're afraid of sugar and fruit, you're mu- because chicken doesn't have an antioxidant in it. There's no antioxidants in chicken. I don't care what anybody says. I'm not anti-animal protein. I'm not anti-plant-based either. I'm not anti-vegan. I'm not anti-plant. You know, someone said to me, wait a minute, if you're not anti-animal protein, then you have to be anti-vegan because there's nobody that eats animal protein. That isn't anti-vegan in some way, even partially or mostly or however they feel. They're anti-plant-based. So if you like animal protein for people, I mean, you're, you're not against it, then you have to be against the vegans. I said, no way. No way. I've seen the plant-based diets that Spirit has recommended, including the 28-day cleanse in my first book, including also you know my 90-day my cleanse in, in the thyroid book. I've seen... Um, plant-based turnaround disease like nothing turnaround disease. I've seen plant-based save lives, turn people's lives around. They're like, I don't understand. If you're if you're okay with animal protein, how's that possible then? Because I don't have a belief system, and I can't. I'm not allowed to. Spirit won't let me have a belief system. Spirit just gives me the truth, so it separates me from a belief system so I don't lead somebody astray. So what I tell the person that's on a lot of animal protein so I don't leave them astray, lead them astray, I tell them you can have a little bit of animal protein, but you got to make room for the very things that are going to keep you alive to live the longest life. And, you know, and they're like, what do you mean? Chicken doesn't have all the antioxidants? No, it doesn't, and you're, you're taking up space. And grass-fed beef doesn't have all the antioxidants. You're taking up space. And, you know, someone would say, well, well, wait a minute. Don't, doesn't the cow, doesn't the cow eat all this grass if it's gra- pasture-raised, if it's grass-fed? I said, grass, not berries. Is the cow on a berry diet? Is the cow on a wild berry diet, 100% wild berry diet? And they'll say, no, the cow's not on a wild, 100% wild berry diet. Then the cow meat, the flesh, the protein, the flesh, well, and fat with it, it's protein and fat combined, the flesh won't be filled with all that berry antioxidant. It won't be filled with all the antioxidants from berries. And they're like, whoa, I get it. I said, so if you're eating meat three times a day and you're eating a pint of berry once a week, how are you going to get the antioxidants to stop oxidation? How are you going to stop the oxidation? How are you going to stop your cells from dying? How how are you going to stop that from occurring? 
How are you going to stop? How are you going to allow new cells to cre- be created? Because it's not even just that. You got all those poisons and toxins in you from all other avenues of life I mentioned earlier, from solvents to stuff falling out of the sky, to fallout, to mercury, to lead, to everything that's in our system every day, to chlorine, to, to formaldehyde, to everything we get in us. It's crazy. To aluminum byproducts, fluoride, you name it, it's in us. And it's poisoning us to medications, the antibiotics we took years ago, to everything else that you have. It's in your liver. It's in your body. And how are you going to stop that from killing your cells? You're going to stop that from killing your cells with grass-fed meat. If you think that's going to happen, that's not going to happen. And that's not me being against grass-fed meat. That's not me being against animal protein. I'm just telling you it's not going to happen. The plant-based person, though, can also make a mistake. And they can sit there and not eat enough fruits and berries too. I've run across plant-based people. They're afraid of, afraid of fruit and they're eating nothing but, but plant-based protein with no fruit and they're, and they're eating nothing but, you know, they're doing, uh, they're doing nothing but nuts and nuts and nuts and nuts have antioxidants too. Of course they do, but it's, it's different. It's a different type of antioxidant. It's in, it's still incredible, but it's a different kind. They're not getting enough fruit. They're afraid of fruit. They're doing nothing but coconut oil and they're doing tons and tons of almond butter and they're doing other different things and or they're just vegan and they're just eating nothing but too much beans and rice, too much beans and rice, too much beans and rice and too much breads and too much gluten-free breads and they're not making any room for fruit and, and antioxidants. I've seen the mistake made by the vegetarians too. So it's not a belief system, it's just truth and if you can't handle the truth, then you're not going to protect yourself. Then you're not going to protect yourself. That's the whole point. I know the listeners here, I know you guys, you can handle the truth. You guys are tough. You guys are tough, man. I can't even mess with you guys. You guys are tough. You can handle the truth about health. You can handle everything I'm saying. I mean, you know, I know. In fact, some of you guys, you guys scare me, man. You scare me because you're militant. You're militant. You kick my butt. You'd call me out if I wasn't giving you the truth. You would say, give us the truth. Don't be messing with us. You guys are tough. I watch you guys. You guys are healing. You guys are doing stuff. I believe in you. It's unbelievable. I just, I, you blow me away. I can't do you wrong. I got to deliver and I can't mess up. I got, you guys will call me out. I mess up. You, if I don't deliver, you guys will call me out on it. And rightfully so. I would if I were you. Keep me on the punch. Keep me on the ball. So here's the deal. You got to make room for those berries. You can't just have a pint of berries here and there. You can't have a few berries here and there. You can have a green apple And that's one of the mistakes made on the high-protein front. Like I said, there's mistakes made on the vegan front too. But the bottom line is you need to get those oxidants out. And you need to get the anti in through the berries. So wild berries are a big deal. It's, It's really a great brain food. But every sugar that's natural in a wild berry and every sugar that's natural in any fruit is the glucose turns eventually glucose for the brain and it attaches itself to nutrient here's the most important fact that you're going to get out of this whole show right now out of all these great great facts from spirit and truth from spirit is the most important truth you're going to get right here is that your cells in your body will not receive a nutrient or a vitamin or a mineral without sugar involved It cannot receive it. You go on an anti-sugar diet, meaning critical clean carbohydrates, anti-fruit, anti-healthy carbohydrate diet, 
if you go on a complete no-carb diet, your cells, they won't receive all those gobs of vitamins you're taking. All those vitamins, all those mineral supplements, all those nutraceuticals from all your functional medicine doctors handing them out left and right. When they put you on the no-carb diet, you're throwing all those supplements away. They're getting thrown in the trash technically when you take them because they can't be received. They can't be received into the cells of the body and the cells of the organ unless there's a sugar present. It won't happen. So you're on minimal sugar You're on old sugar reserves from your liver and brain when you're dealing with those no-carb diets. And so you're not even maximizing your supplementation that you're getting from your doctors and from your practitioners and from your healers. You're not even maximizing them unless there's enough fruit in the diet. You're not because the sugars and fruit have all the minerals and vitamins in the berry already there. The antioxidants, the phytochemicals, the phytochemical compounds, all the different nutrients, the trace minerals, the micro trace minerals, the macro, everything is there. And what happens is the sugar in the berry bonds to it. And as it's traveling through your bloodstream, your cells will open up in the organs and tissue to receive those minerals and vitamins and phytochemical compounds and nutrients only because there's a sugar attached to it from the fruit. So that means when you take a supplement, you better be eating some fruit too to get those supplements to work for you so that cells open up and receive that. And this is a critical piece of information you won't hear anywhere. You won't hear it on the internet or hear whatever, hear it on the internet, whether it's some talk or YouTube, you won't, you won't catch it in any peer review study or anything. That's all junk and garbage, all biased stuff with agendas. You're not going to catch it in there. Truth, you're not going to catch out there with that. No, you're not. Because truth, there's not, there's, there's no money made off of truth. There's never any money to scam off of truth. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. You want to get those antioxidants. Wild berries can do that. You know, coming from where I came from in Maine, okay, coming from where I, I, I was raised, all right, and with that main blood and everything else like that, it, it, those wild blueberries, Spirit couldn't t- tell enough about why they were so amazing and what was in them. The wild blueberry has thousands upon thousands, tens of thousands of years of information sitting inside of them and in the plants tens of thousands. And not every plant is the same. Every single twig coming out of the ground, out of the shrubs, the low bush shrubs, has different information. Different information. It's a different species than the, than, than the little twig coming up next to it. They all harbor different information. There's no one berry is the same out of the wild blueberry patch. They're all different even though they look the same mostly and they act the same and they sit on the same low bush. They're all different. That's the power. What that means is it's the most adaptable fruit there is on the planet. Spirit told me that there's no, there's no herb or food or fruit or anything in existence on the planet that has the adaptive nature than than the wild blueberry. It truly helps the body adapt. The plant has adapted to drought, to cold, to everything the world can throw at it, all to, to flood, 
to everything. And now here's the cool thing. You can't get the wild blueberry from Canada or from Maine. There's wild blueberries growing all over Europe. There's, there's wild blueberries growing in a lot of different places. South America, they grow wild blueberries. There's wild blueberries down there. So wherever you are in the world, you can get them. Now, if you can't get wild blueberries, don't panic because there's all these other wild berries I mentioned. They call them different names all over the world. And you just got to find a little help to navigate. And like I said before, if you don't even have any access to any wild blueberry whatsoever, because some reason there's no resource or ability to get that access or whatever you can do, then you get regular berries. A great difference between the cultivated blueberry, the big blueberry that's in the clamshell at the store, and then the frozen wild blueberry or a fresh wild blueberry, the great difference is the skin is there's a difference between the skin of the cultivated one and the wild one. There's where the great difference is. The skin of the wild one is so much more richer, richer and packed with pigment. So much more blue is in the skin of the wild blueberry. And that's where most of the power is. That's where most of the power is, the miraculous, miraculous benefits and nutrients and anthocyanins and undiscovered amino acids, including undiscovered everything. I mean, it's all in there. And so that's a big thing. The, the cultivated blueberry, even though it's healthy and even though if it's, your only if it's your only option, you still need to get it, but the cultivated blueberry, the skin it's not as packed. It's not as saturated with pigment. Even though it's blue, like it's blue, it's not as packed or saturated. It can't touch that level. So when you cut in to a cultivated blueberry, the, the pigments, they, they never bleed. They never kind of bleed out of the skin onto the flesh to show a lot of blue. It's just all white. It's all white in the center of a cultivated blueberry. And the Wild blueberry, there's so much pigment in the skins that many times, sometimes if you cut through it, it actually can, the knife will drag that pigment across like no other and it'll get onto the flesh and there'll be a tint of blue. There's been some confusion that fusion out that about something I said where I said the inside of a wild blueberry is blue and then, you know, the cultivated is white. Well, the inside of wild blueberries is is still not white, but it's clearish white. Not entirely white. Don't get confused about that either. It's clear. It's a little clearish white. But the difference is there is a pink hue naturally in the inside of the wild blueberry that you can hardly tell. From the eye, it's not easy to tell. You can cut open blueberries all, the day, all, all day long. You're not going to be able to tell. But there's a pink hue in the wild blueberries. So don't get confused. You know, my favorite wild blueberry is the frozen ones in the frozen section. One of my favorite brands is Wyman. That's what I go and I go get my blueberries, the Wyman's blueberries. And those, those are wild because I know. I know where they grow them and everything because I know all about the state of Maine and, and I know the Canadian area across the border there and all that stuff. But the bottom line is is if, if it's – what happens is is that color will drag from the knife when there's so much pigment many times in the wild blueberries and there's different different sizes of wild blueberries sometimes the smaller ones you cut through it and the blue streaks across and the bigger ones it it, it the pink hue streak, streaks across more and the and the cultivated one the cultivated one there's not that much pigment at all 
in that skin. You wouldn't believe the lack of pigment in there, which is the power, the magical, incredible adaptogenic power. That's the adaptogenic power in there. And it's lacking that, but it doesn't mean it's not good for you. And if it's all you got, you better eat those berries. You better eat those clamshell cultivated berries, those big, large ones. But let me tell you, the wild ones, I can't even say enough about what they do and how that deeper, rich blue is in the skin and what happens when you do anything with it, it whatever it is. You put it in the smoothies. It's unbelievable the difference. Or if we, even, like I said, you cut it with a knife. It can even drag that pigment across many times. And so don't, you know, so just know that the power of that is just amazing. And another thing is that when you defrost a wild blueberry, a frozen wild blueberry, when it's completely defrosted, it'll, it'll become all blue inside too. That's what's incredible. And that's, that's another thing that I was saying. And so I think it's, it got confusing out there, but that's what happens. Different when they're frozen solid and then you actually try to cut them open when they're completely defrosted. That pigment is so powerful. It moves through everything and every, it practically moves through everything. It's incredible how it does. When you defreeze, cultiv cultivate it, large blueberry and defrost it, it doesn't do that. That's the power of the pigment in the wild blueberry. It's just really amazing and what that can do for you. But listen, all the wild berries, like I said, are incredible. So I talked about the oxidation in the cells in life. I talked about the toxic heavy metals. I talked about all of the poisons, not all of them. There's so many I have even listed that get into your liver into your body and into every organ i talked about okay here's another thing i didn't talk about if you pick a berry in nature or at a farm where you can pick your own berries like your own strawberries that's that's a meditation that's so powerful and healing for the body once you touch that berry touch that strawberry touch that wild berry or even that cultivated berry that cultivated blueberry because you're picking your own in a basket and you're bringing your family it heals your children it heals their soul. It heals their heart. It, it, it does everything. It balances the heart. It balances the blood pressure. It literally systematically redesigns your whole being when you're out in the farmers and you're out in that farmland and you're at your pick your own apple, pick your own berry, pick your own strawberry, pick your own blueberry. It's healing to the body. So keep that in mind if you ever get an opportunity to do that. And if you only get an opportunity once in a lifetime to do that, then it's still valuable. It's once and you can remember it. You have to understand if you remember picking a berry whether wild oh my god the healing that occurs i can't tell you how many wild blueberries i picked as a kid and still do whenever i get a chance not as much as i i would like for sure now but you know things just got too crazy over the years but i have had a chance and i and i did i have done it and 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 i could remember the times when i picked the wild blueberry it heals the soul by remembering because that's the power the wild berries all wild berries you pick that adaptive nature that they all do have the wild blueberry happens to have a little bit more of a powerful adaptive nature but they all do that power that they have to adapt that resonate that touches your body when you pick the berries and when you remember it from five years ago instantly you get a small healing like a meditation that occurs when that happens if you picked it in a farm a cultivated blueberry same thing though there is some power there a tremendous healing that you access and you go back to this is powerful how it works so that's something to always remember 
when you're doing that, when you're picking any berries and you're picking blueberries of any kind and you're picking cultivated berries and you're picking wild berries, it's incredible what happens. So become an expert. It takes time. Talk to some herbalists. Take an herbal class just to learn about berries if you need to. There's little herbal classes where they're small, like you go into the bush, you go into the woods for a little bit and just for a day or just for a couple of hours. And, and you know, you can, you can help, you know, somebody can help you identify what a couple of different, you know, what some brambles are, what some edible brambles are, and you can figure out, you know, where to go and, and whatnot. And you can learn if that's something you can experience in your life. And it may happen once in your life. It may happen once a year. I know people that made it a habit to say, you know, every year I'm going to go on this nature walk with this one herbalist. And it's at this one time and it's in Oregon, it's in Washington, it's in, it's in New England, it's in, it's in whatever, it's in Ohio. And we're going to go on a little nature walk. And we, there's this little berry patch that I see there every year. I mean, there's all kinds of ways of doing it. If you can't just get to a farm, but at least try to get to a farmer's market nearby, near you, whether it's in Europe or here in the U.S. or somewhere else in the world. Get to a farmer's market where someone grew and picked some berries, whether they're cultivated or they happen to be wild. And get those berries, get those elevated biotics in your body so they get down to your ileum, so they actually help you heal and methylate like nothing else. If you get enough wild blueberries in your body – like the heavy metal detox smoothie I always talk about, and enough wild blueberries in your body, you'll not only lower your viral load that's in your liver and other places in your body, like the Epstein-Barr and, and, and your thyroid, you'll not only get rid of your viral load that sits in the thyroid and sits in other places from the Epstein-Barr, but you'll get rid of the heavy metals and toxins, a lot of the toxins, and guess what happens? You also build your elevated biotics and your ileum in your small intestinal tract, and guess what happens? You methylate better, and guess what happens? The gene that everybody says people have, the methylation problem, the MTHFR gene mutation goes away, goes away and the practitioner can't believe their eyes because if you had a real gene mutation, it would never go away. It goes away because the test is not accurate, number one. I've always said this. I talk about it in the books. And number two, once you're methylating better, with the microorganisms that do that in your ileum from wild berries that you're picking or from anything you're picking out of your garden that's not even wild. There's lots of microorganisms there. You start to heal and your liver works better and your ileum can produce B12. And so what that does is it lowers your, 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 um, it lowers your homocysteines and everything starts to balance out. So this is just an this is just one example of the power of the healing that these wild berries have. Never mind so many other reasons why we need to eat them. There's so much information in a wild blueberry that it'll never be weighed and measured by research and science ever, and it never will. A thousand years could go by, the world and the global empires could fall. They could fall, and the planet could be a wasteland two thousand years from now. And they still wouldn't know what was in a wild blueberry or anything else. <laughs> Don't think about those things. Right now, everything's great. We just move ahead. We live our lives. It's all good. Um, so listen, look for wild berries when you can. Learn how to pick them. Get them from farmer's markets. Everything I talked about. Take one day at a time. I stand behind you. This was a fun show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. It's a really cool little wild berry show and berry show. I love you guys. God bless you. Take care. One day at a time. I'm with you.